philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Do It With Dad. I'm your host, Daniel Mangana, and I am joined by Melissa Ross, who... I'm going to let introduce herself, but we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking mumtrepreneurship. We're going to be talking meditation, breath work, bringing yoga into everyday life, small humans and mats. No, that is place where it's supposed to be placed. So hello, Melissa, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that you're right. It's been two years and we are finally here getting together. Uh, it is so wonderful to be here. So introduction to me. Uh, I am a children's yoga instructor and I own a children's yoga business in Niagara Falls, Canada. Mm-hmm. And I've been teaching yoga since 2014 to all of our little ones. We start at two years old wow. and we teach them according to their age groups. So we have lots of groupings. I've been doing that in Niagara Falls, St. Catherine's, Thorold, all the surrounding areas since 2014. And currently I am teaching a wonderful, wonderful class called Storytime Yoga. And we'll get into what, what that involves and what our classes look like. But I do that as well as coaching. I coach, I also own a business. So that's through Breathe With Me Yoga. And mm-hmm. I also own a business called Rise to Wellness. And I coach those families that are in my yoga classes. Mm-hmm. I coach them on how to navigate anxiety, uh, bullying, positivity, depression, all of that stress. I see stress in eight-year-olds. I coach them on how to deal with that in everyday life. Yoga families, expanding and doing all the good things. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I really want to come to this small humans thing though, because this fascinates me. Got a four-year-old stepdaughter who um, loves, she loves stuff, but she's a small human and doesn't normally sit still. How do you get small humans to do yoga? How does that, how does that even work? Well, for your four-year-old stepdaughter, um, we have a class just for two to four-year-olds. It's called Playtime Yoga. And Mm -hmm. so we're doing yoga poses, but we're using a lot of songs. Um, We're doing meditation, but it's meditation to song. And we're moving quickly from one thing to the next. So we're not really lingering in a yoga pose like you would linger Uh in it as an adult. We're, um, We're moving from one pose to the next. We're storytelling, we're reading stories and we're doing the yoga as the storybook goes. And when we do a relaxation, um, I, usually at two to four years old, there's a parent in the class with them if they need the parent. And it's that transition for, depending on what the stage is for the child, that's mm-hmm. the transition where they're learning to be in the class on their own. So parent starts with them. And by the time they turn four years old, the parent is slowly transitioning to the side of the class and watching them do the relaxation and do the class on their own, but still there to support on the side. So, and we're transitioning to them to be alone on their own when they turn five into the next mm-hmm. class. But those two to four year olds are there on their own because that's the developmental stage they're in. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're, they're doing actions to song, but they're, they're concentrating. And that's the first step of meditation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really honing in on that and they're concentrating on their movements and what they're doing in it. And, and lots of the songs, there's a beautiful song called colors and it's mm-hmm. about their feelings. So they're learning about their feelings and they're doing actions mm-hmm. to the song about how they feel. And they're acting out their feelings with their hands as they're meditating to that song. So that's getting them prepared for the next stage that the really the introduction of meditation for when they turn five years old and move into that next class. And I'll tell you, I have some amazing things that I do in relaxation with kids that works amazingly with two to four years. I walk around the class and I help them relax. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's really how, how we get there. 
I'm very jealous now of the, the good people of St. Catharines in Niagara Falls, Canada. <laughs> so how, are we, how are we doing? Because I know that don't really want to get too political, but Canada has been a bit strict <laughs> in the year of 2020. So how have you navigated those changes? How, how have you navigated right that? Right now with what's going on, yeah, absolutely. So uh, in March, all of our classes stopped. Everything mm -hmm. uh, was shut down. And I was working with a business coach at the time, and I thought uh, uh, I really had to come to how that, what that was going to look like as, as mm -hmm. an online learning event. And um, I was struggling with some stuff with my own kids. My daughter mm -hmm. was sick for the first three months, and I thought, how can I do this in a way the kids need support right now. Every, we've all adults are having stress and, and we've all been turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision to open it up free. I'm mm -hmm. not currently charging for my yoga classes. And I started running something called Storytime Yoga. Mm -hmm. I started it uh, just almost immediately. As soon as everything got shut down, we got shut down on the Friday and the following Wednesday, we had our first class and we're about to hit 100 episodes. And I wow. started, I started running that on Facebook. I did, I was doing Facebook lives mm -hmm. and then I moved to YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. And, and then eventually I moved to Instagram. So we now run that live on all three platforms. Wow. And, um, um, I just felt that that was something I needed to do. And to keep the stress off of myself, I involved a storybook and, um, because I mean, planning a yoga class, especially for little ones, it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had my own things going on and I was, and I work from home. So I, I decided to incorporate a storybook and that's where storytime yoga, um, began and that's where it was born. And so we start off every class. We have these fancy breathing balls that we use and it helps kids to slow down their breathing. It's a visual. So mm -hmm. we start off every class with our bells. We, and we enter class with our bells and we sit mm -hmm. down and we breathe and mm -hmm. we talk about how the proper form of breathing mm -hmm. and then we move into a story and we start to read the story and I come forward to read the storybook with the kids and then I invite everybody to their mat and we do yoga poses and we relate it back to the story and we mm. have fun having making the yoga poses look like what's happening in the story and so that's how I am I'm engaging kids um, out there in in uh, Facebook land and in Instagram land and all of that, I'm engaging them through the story. And when it's time to relax at the end of the class, we're relaxing and I'm doing a guided relaxation with them. And something that we do every single class is we do I am affirmations. And the very first affirmation every single class since this pandemic started has been I am healthy. And mm. no matter what, we do that affirmation every single class. I am healthy. Mm. We affirm that. And then I choose affirmations, one or two affirmations uh, that relate to something that we learned, the lesson that we learned in the story. To and anchor it in. Yeah, we anchor that in. And then and, and we do a full body relaxation. I, I scan them through their whole body. And then mm -hmm. we talk about the noises around us and, and then how our thoughts come in like that as well and how we can tuck our thoughts away because now is the time to relax our body. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we anchor in the actual lesson. So we take Got those it. I am affirmations and we anchor them in. We always talk about a knowing and a feeling. So mm -hmm. we anchor the lesson in by knowing that we have the choice to be this or that. And we 
anchor that. We keep that in our head. We place that in our head, that knowing. And then we talk about the feeling of that, the feeling of that choice and how it feels to make that choice in our bodies. And, and we anchor that into our heart, that feeling. And then we take that knowing and that feeling and we send it out to everybody around us. And then we bring it back in. Mm-hmm. And then we slowly come up out of relaxation and, and we end with our bells again. But I, every class just anchors in that lesson that we've learned in the story and we move in that way. And I always find a fun way to, you know, flop on the ground or move around with the story. And and mm-hmm. I'm having just as much fun as they are. <laughs> I absolutely love doing it. That's amazing. So not only have you found a way to navigate the challenges of 2020, but you'll find a way to be in service too, while still being a mom entrepreneur, while still having another business as well, while still having kids that have got challenges going on. Like, how do you, how do you juggle all of that? How oh my goodness. It? it comes down to a lot of scheduling, my friends. <laughs> and you know what? I, uh, I, I, I always say this. I always recall someone saying to me, uh, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so true because I even find if I take a relaxation day, if I take a day off, I don't get anything done. I won't get to my computer and, you know, send one email out or do that one thing. I, I really find that if you're disciplined and, and you schedule things out and you make sure I have a list, a daily list and I have a weekly list and, mm-hmm. and I make sure that those important things get done and I am forgiving with myself when they don't. Mm, if they're un- mm. if they're unimportant, something that I learned from Dan the man. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I'm forgiving with myself, and if it's something that uh, was something like my meditation or my journaling, mm-hmm. again, something I've learned from you is to you know um, have my 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 de- daily deliverable, my must have, my mm-hmm. small deliverable, yep, my yeah, must have, mm-hmm. and and um, find ways to to micro shift and and move it and bring it back, right? I've learned so much from you. Okay. I see you. I see you. (laughs) But this is absolutely amazing. So we're going to give people the opportunity to get some links and stuff. And guys, um, so we're actually doing this as a live stream in my Dream with Dan Facebook group. If you're not in there, head to dreamwithdan.com forward slash Facebook. I do my best here and there to pop some of these podcasts live there you get to connect with melissa but in terms of the the podcast we're going to pop in the show notes everything that you need to hook in with this if you've got any shape or size small human uh definitely get them doing some story time yoga with melissa i'm I'm sure as you're hearing here there's definitely some goodness um for them there so let's talk about some of the some of the, the the strategies that you share with families now in terms of navigating having humans of different sizes in the family and and, and juggling what's going on with life, but coming from the yoga perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, when we're talking to families, first of all, uh, when you mentioned tiny humans, when you talked, when you mentioned two to four year olds, I have so many families come to me saying, well, what if they get up? What if they run around? What if they're not mm-hmm. paying attention? And I have so many parents worried and um, it's okay. They're, mm. they're tiny humans. They're supposed to get up and not pay attention <laughs> and move around. And and that's why we move quickly. And, and as soon as I lose one child, I move mm. on to the next thing because Got we it. have to keep them moving, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And, and what I tell families is that they are paying attention. Even though they moved around and they got up and they moved, um, what what I anchor in in a class and what I anchor in with uh, with families is that uh, it's about um, them then being being polite and and um, and 
adhering at being polite and, and understanding everybody else around them. So if we're in a class and a child doesn't want to do whatever we're doing, that's okay. But we, I just ask that you not run around crazy and you just, maybe you could sit here and breathe with the breathing ball or we have weighted animals. So maybe you sit here with a weighted animal or you're doing something different, but you're not disrupting the, the class. So it's okay that you don't want to participate here, but we're going to find something for you to do over here so that you're not disrupting the class. And it's the same, it's the same concept in a family dynamic. So I I hear a lot of parents saying that they can't get into uh, meditation or uh, do their own yoga at home or do their journaling or get into those things. And we talk a lot about how to involve the entire family and have Mm -hmm. everybody doing the same thing, but on their level. So if I'm trying to do my journaling um, or sit in quiet and do my meditation, I have my children doing the same thing, but at a different level. So a two to Mm -hmm. four year old, I might have them journal by picture, by drawing a picture about their feelings or how their day was going or, or even how they're, how they feel about what the fact that we're journaling even. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're journaling by picture and drawing their pictures out. And then the little older ones who can write are writing any little thing. And I, I started my kids with gratitude. So every night my children write three gratitudes Mm-hmm. And they've been doing that for years. And we're now just branching them out to, okay, tonight, can you please write your three gratitudes, but also grab your journal and do a journal entry tonight. So they're not doing that every day, but yeah. that we're just, we're just anchoring that in now that idea of what does journaling mean and how do I do that? And okay, I've been asked to do that tonight. So I'm going to include that in tonight. And so you can start to anchor that in with the older kids. And now you've got a little bit of quiet time to sit and do your journaling as well. And what that looks like for you. So it's just creating like almost a new environment for them all. It feels like, am am I a a new environment and, and the mindset too, because I mean, so many things that even things that we've picked up from you. So um, when, so uh, uh, something I've implemented from you is checking in with my emotions. So mm-hmm. I have, I set the alarm on my phone. So mm-hmm. every day at 11 o'clock and three o'clock, that alarm goes off. And I chose three o'clock on purpose because three o'clock is actually a time when my children are finishing school. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're on the road because we're on switch off between mom and dad's house at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's a pivotal time for us. And my children started hearing that alarm going off and they started questioning what it was for. Mm -hmm. So I was able to explain to them what that process was. And now they don't even have to hear the alarm. If three o'clock comes and it doesn't happen, my kids say, mom, we haven't checked in. And my nine-year-old will lead us in our three breaths. Mm-hmm. to sit and anchor in. And my nine-year-old will actually say to me, even if I'm driving in the car, I will do mm-hmm. the breaths and she'll say to me, mom, you're breathing too fast. You need to slow down. Oh, wow. and, and she will check me and she will slow me down. And, and um, she'll say to me sometimes, well, mom, if you're not feeling that emotion, I know what you need to do. I know that you need to close your eyes and visualize it, but you're driving. So when you drop us off where you're done, can, when you get home, can you remember to sit down and do that? Oh, that's so, amazing. You know what I mean? And it's, so mm-hmm. it's finding the opportunity to explain to them what we're doing and why we're doing it and allowing them to choose to do it with you. Mm. It's not it's not about forcing them to do it. It's allowing them to see how it affects us and understand how it affects us and choose to do it with you. Wow. That feels really good to hear that the work that you're doing is not even just having an impact on you. It's creating a new dynamic in the home and allowing the kids at a young age to start integrating strategies that are going to support them going forward. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, my kids are incredible. My daughter's nine, my son's about to be 12. Mm-hmm. And um, they've, they both at the beginning of this pandemic started uh, doing a daily meditation and they're different. Mm-hmm. One likes to just sit with her thoughts in the morning. And she'll say to me, I sat with my thoughts for five minutes before I got out of bed this morning. And that was my meditation. And mm-hmm. she doesn't want to really move into anything guided. Mm-hmm. Um, but my son does on his lunch hour, will do a seven minute guided meditation and mm-hmm. he has it on his little to-do list to make sure Mm -hmm. that he remembers to do it. And at one point um, I was struggling with keeping my meditations in the morning. And I really find that that sets my day, which is why I do it in the morning. And we started to talk about um, me missing it. Mm-hmm. and how I was trying to shift into bringing it back in. Mm-hmm. And I do that in the morning before they get up. Um, and we started to talk about what meditation is and, and what intention setting is and what manifesting is. And um, we, we talked about our experience out mm-hmm. in the real world. And so we talked about, you know, if we're driving and people are honking at us and is that, is that, our, our perception of them is that, is that because we're out of alignment or is that because Mm. other people are out of alignment? And we started to talk about our perception and alignment. And when we started to talk in those terms, my kids would start to say to me, or they'd say out loud in the car, who didn't do the meditation today? People are honking at us. We didn't get a parking spot close (laughs) to the store. Who didn't do their meditation today? (laughs) Who's out of alignment, right? And so this is the talk. This is how they start to talk. Who's out of alignment? Who needs to get back into their meditation? Because this is the experience we're having. That is powerful. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But where did you, I mean, these strategies and everything you're talking about now, this doesn't sound like normal stuff. Where, no, did, where it, did this come from? I, I, it came from me and my, as a parent in my own, with my kids and being mm-hmm. a single mom and being busy and having to find a way mm-hmm. to navigate the tough things with my kids and fit it all in. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to find ways to, to include them and fit it in myself because I knew and to be in alignment for myself, I needed to do those things. And, and it was also seeing my kids struggle and, and um, you know, they've had a lot of struggles. They've seen divorce. They've Mm -hmm. uh, my son has um, uh, dealt with anxiety and battled with anxiety for years. And, Mm -hmm. um, and my daughter started to pick that up a bit. I mean, it was, it was really a lot of work and trial and error to see what didn't work. Mm -hmm. And then finally finding something that worked. And, you know, I tried to be the perfect parent for such a long time. And, and um, you'll see if, when you go to rise to wellness in uh, even on the Facebook page and that you'll see um, a lot of stuff that talks about clarity coaching for women and letting go of perfectionism and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I lived that. I lived that for a long time and I tried to be this perfect single mom and look like I had it all together. But the reality is when we're, when you're that busy and mm. you're running and, and, and one thing shifts and moves something in your day, you really have to know how to deal with that. And sometimes we don't. Mm. And, and it came to me that I can't show my kids that it's perfect all the time. Mm. I can't allow them to think that but I'm this normal. perfect person, that that's normal and that I'm this superhero and I can do it all. I have to let them see that I'm just one person. And I started saying that to them. I just started saying I'm one person. I can only do one thing at a time. 
I'll get to you. I'll help you. I'll be there for you. But I'm doing this right now and I can only do one thing at a time. And so I started to show them that imperfectness of me. I started to allow myself to be imperfect in front of them mm-hmm. and it worked. And so I, I rolled with it and I ran with it and, and all of our strategies, it started to work and, and our strategies came into place. Hmm. So you basically, through you being human, facilitated the kids seeing that it's okay to be human too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's changed our whole world. It's changed everything around. And I mean, that's how I coach families. We really delve into, you know, what's going on. And, uh, and, and I really do feel it's a whole family thing. I, I mean, when we were running classes, mm-hmm. I had so many parents coming in and I'd have literally, I'd have eight year olds sitting on their mat telling me they're so stressed out at school. I'm so mm-hmm. stressed out at school and it was breaking my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart. And mm-hmm. I would say about two thirds of the children enrolled in classes mm-hmm. had something going on. They had anxiety issues. They had uh, stress. They had depression, something, some mm-hmm something was happening in their lives. And that's why they were there. That's why they were in class. But more often than not, I had a stressed out, rushed, running in parent telling me my child is like this and I don't know why. And as an outsider looking in, I was like, well, I know why. I can see it, right? I know where they're learning it. I know where they're watching it. I can Mm -hmm. see it. And so it really is a whole family affair because mm-hmm. the whole family is feeling it and learning it together. So we need to unlearn it together. So I don't think I've ever seen you speechless before. <laughs> but this is this is but this is like really giving hands-on tangible in your face opportunity to see that we are reflecting our world out in our immediate environment. So our internal world is being imprinted on the small humans that we're, that we're raising. You've taken a conscious, made a conscious choice to take steps to show up in allowing them to honor their humanity, giving them space to breathe. So they don't have this, Oh, I must be perfect. The pressure is upon me. Ah, like we don't have that with your, with your small humans. They're like, Oh, okay this is what I like to do. This is not what, what I like to do. I don't have to have that anxiety. I don't have that pressure on myself. I can ease into it. I can, I can take my breaths. I can do my mindful practices and that's setting them up to go and build an identity around that and setting them up to go and have an, a healthy adulthood built around that learning that it's okay to be that example too. It's like creating that shift from the inside and then letting it ripple out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as they learn those things, um, I'm, God, they take them with them. And mm. I, I mean, I've been saying for since 2014, when I first started, um, it's better to teach healthy children now than to fix broken adults later. Mm. Gosh, it's amazing to just even see my 12 year old now, how he deals with things. And uh, I mean, he used to have a breathing ball. He would have one or two breathing balls at school. Mm. And that was a strategy for him. If he was feeling anxious, then um, he knew that he could go get that ball at any time and he could go out in the hallway in silence and he could just breathe and just Mm. be by himself. And and that ball was slowing down his breathing for him because if he was at home, I would count it out with him. I would hold his Mm. hands, look him in the eye and count it out with him, but he didn't have me at school. So that was a way 
for him to do that and, and a strategy for him to be able to master that on his own. But now, I mean, we have breathing balls all over our house, but mm-hmm. um, he was going for a flu shot yesterday and it was anxious about it. And mm-hmm. I said, would you like to bring a breathing ball with us? And he said, no, I, I don't, I'm, I'm good. I can do my breathing. I, I don't need to bring the breathing ball. Mm-hmm. And the whole drive there, he would just say, he knew if I said it, if I say it out loud, then I, I'm going to be okay with it. So he would just say, you know, Oh, I just thought about the shot and it's kind of giving me this feeling in my tummy and, you know, I'm thinking this about it. I'm thinking that about it. And he was really talking it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I would just say a few things, a few little cues. And when he got down to it, he started breathing a little heavy and, and Mm -hmm. the doctor said, you know, just go loose. And he let his arm loose. And I said, you know, one deep breath in and blow out as she pokes it. And uh, he was a rock star. I've never seen him do that so well. And, but he's learned, it's been a learned behavior Mm -hmm. and he's learned that. And now he knows how to navigate that. He'll still say, I'm having the anxiety and I'm having these feelings. But he knows how to navigate it. No, he's he's navigating it. it. Mm. He's navigating it. He's talking it through. He's doing the breath when he needs to do the breath. He's loosening when he knows he's, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's just incredible, incredible to see what he's navigated in the last few years. One of the things I love about this, um, that I find most like super duper powerful is not having these unrealistic expectations of perfection not having these unrealistic expectations that something's not going to be there, but being resourced to deal with it. And that for me is what mastery is. It's not that the things aren't there. I mean, next week's election week and, you know, a lot of people are in the U S and a lot of people, but who's going to be the president Ah. versus I have developed a level of mastery within myself that regardless of who's in the presidential seat, I'm going to be able to manifest a reality in life that reflects what I want to experience. And it's the same with all sorts of questions. Oh my God, is this, am I going to get this job or not? Is this person going to do this? You know, when you have mastery, when you have it from the inside, it doesn't really matter. And I love that you are training your small humans and you're giving the kids that come into your program, into your world with the story time yoga, the opportunity to be resourced that way also to have the ability to come in and say, do you know what? This is happening. I can talk it out. I can be with it. I still feel the anxiety, but it doesn't control me. It doesn't affect my ability to think and to choose and to feel. I can just, okay, I can witness it. Because contrast is a real part of living. You know, we don't lose the other side of it. Contrast is real. But mastery is being able to experience a contrast and still thrive, I think. Yeah. And two, when you were talking there, two things came to me and two things that we talk about a lot in in my family in particular is um, that we always have choices. We may not like the choices, choices, (laughs) right? And and we talk to my kids about that. We may not like the choices, but Mm -hmm. we do have choices to make. Mm -hmm. And and we talk about um, um, moving forward a lot. We talk about that and, and how we can't control a decision or or something that's happening, we can't control how we got there, how we got to this point where we're upset, Mm -hmm. but we can control how we move forward. So let's not worry about how we got here. Let's Mm. just stop and figure out how we're going to move forward with it in a way that's, that feels good to us. And and I don't use big words too much. I I mean, I will use alignment with my 12 year old. I don't use big words too much, but how can we move forward in a way that 
that feels good to us and mm. not, not yucky, right? Mm, mm, mm. Love it, love it, love it. What are a couple of tips and strategies that people listening in can start to employ, implement, you know, into their life and into their families today? What are a couple of things that people could start using today? Definitely, uh, I would start with the breathing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, if something's going on, I have a child stop and, do, and take three deep breaths. And, and if you don't have a breathing ball, then you can just use your hands like very slow like this, mm-hmm. right? Moving them in and out. Um, so definitely the breathing. And, um, and recently we've implemented even just taking 10 deep deli deep belly breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, an internist friend of mine, uh, suggests doing that every hour. And I know that's difficult. A what, a what friend of yours? Sorry. Uh, an internist friend of mine in internist. Toronto. Um, yeah. He, he tells everybody to take 10 deep deli belly breaths every hour. Um, oh, wow. and, and, and that, that gets the oxygen to your brain and that, and that's healthy for us. Um, and, and that was recommended to me by him that I, that I needed to do these 10 deep belly breaths every hour. Um, but, uh, and I, and I find that hard to to do that every hour, but definitely those belly breaths, breaths, Mm -hmm. doing those deep belly breaths, like a big balloon in your belly, Mm um, uh, doing that and practicing that as much as you can during the Mm -hmm. day, but also the gratitudes. I really find that there's a mindset shift when kids sit down and, and, at the end of every night, write three things that they're grateful for. And I'm not talking big things. When my daughter was younger, like even last year, she was eight. She -hmm. would draw pictures of the things Mm -hmm. she was grateful for. And they'd be things in her bedroom. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for this stuffy. I'm grateful for a toothbrush. I'm grateful for a bed, whatever it was. If they had a cold, I'm grateful for Kleenex. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and they've, those things have evolved as as they've gotten older, but definitely those, those gratitudes, but Mm -hmm. also the I am affirmations. And that's really where our journey started was affirmations. And we say them every single morning. Mm-hmm. I was, I was really, when, when I first separated, I was really at a time when there was a lot of fighting in the morning and we were mm-hmm. rushing to get out of the house and everybody was cranky. And I thought, okay, I have to do something about this. So if I tell them they're peaceful and they're calm and today's going to be a good day, maybe it will be. And maybe mm-hmm. they'll be calm because I don't know what else to do here. So every single morning we wrote, I am peaceful. We said, sorry, out loud, I am peaceful. I am calm. And we screamed today is going to be a great day. So fine. We did. And, and it's evolved from there. We have 10 or 12 affirmations that we say every day now, and they started creating their own affirmations. And, and uh, uh, my daughter, when she was seven, she added in, I am everything. Um, so like we have some great, uh, we have them on a cardboard at our front door and mm-hmm. I should have brought the cardboard up to show you. We have them, um, on a cardboard at our front door and we say those affirmations every morning and we scream today is going to be a great day. It doesn't matter. Today's going to be a great day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every day. And you'll be surprised how that changes your day. So it doesn't have to be a meditation, a formal meditation, but when you do that every day, when you say those affirmations out loud and you scream today is going to be a great day every day, it will it's a declaration right you're claiming it yeah you're claiming Mm. it every single day and so that's where we started the nighttime gratitudes the affirmations every day and the breathing well i like it (laughs) (laughs) so just remind us how can people that are not that are just listening if someone's listening where's the best place for them to go if they're just listening in they're not stopping with a pen and pencil what's the best place for them to go yeah if they want to work directly with me i have a link tree link it's l-i-n-k T-R mm-hmm. dot E-E slash Melissa Ross. Uh, Ross okay. is R-O-S-S. 
Okay, brilliant. Well, we'll pop all of that in the show notes and let people uh, jump here. Um, Guys, there's definitely some magic here, some golden nuggets on how you can start bringing some mindfulness into the small humans and allowing them to be the farmers going out sowing those seeds of happiness and joy in the world. It's been amazing having you on. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Thanks everyone who's uh, subscribed and listened and rated reviewed yeah i didn't realize how important it is to actually like get people to rate so i'm asking guys i'm asking you please this is direct i'm not even being shy about this please would you rate and review my podcast on your favorite platform yeah okay i've done it um (laughs) if you're not already if you're not already uh in the facebook group um go do it in fact you know what Screw the Facebook group. What I want you to do is I want you to hop on my Do It With Dan daily list, dreamwithdan.com forward slash daily. I'm sharing daily tips, tricks, reality nuggets, not long, never more than two minutes on Telegram. So it's dreamwithdan.com forward slash daily. I need to start talking more about that because people aren't really knowing (laughs) about it. Um, Guys, make sure you go and hang out with Melissa, linktree.com forward slash ee forward slash melissa ross no.com link no. Tree com. is, is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e dot e-e okay yeah. linktree dot e-e forward slash melissa ross yeah do it okay that's it bye <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode of do it with dan with your host daniel mcgenna for more great content and to stay up to date visit dmpotv.com we'll catch you on the next episode of do it with dan dan, dan.